After my interview with Jesse Hameen, we went out to lunch and he started telling some great stories. I asked if I could record our conversation for possible further use. This recording was done on my iPhone, so the quality isn't great. It's basically unedited, but has some great content. Enjoy. I mean, it was just a whole different scene, man. Yeah. What, so, was there a lot, like, what was Harlem like? The clubs were happening, like... Okay. I lived 134th and 7th. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... Can't even name all these places, man. And nobody could catch it. You cannot catch all the sets in Harlem in, 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 a, in a weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, people's work every night. Yeah. So, all right, all right let's let's um, let's, uh, let's start up. Um, let's stop 132nd Street. I used to live 132nd Street first, then I moved, then I moved to uh, 134th Street. Mm-hmm. So 132nd Street and and and, uh, and uh, Seventh Avenue, Count Basie's was on the corner. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, next to Count Basie's was Wells. Mm-hmm. Then um, um, down the street was um, was a Mr. Um, was it Mr. B's, Mr. Oh, Mr. Mr. B's, whatever it is. Then, and you heard of Wells before? No, I've heard of Count Basie's though. Okay, so Wells, they had, they had a band, but Wells just used to. It was a restaurant. That's where the home of the chicken and waffles. Okay. So you heard of chicken waffles in New York, right? Yes. Yeah. So uh, at Wells, everybody got off the gigs in the village in Harlem. Everybody would go to Wells and stay there to you know, hang out till about you know, seven o'clock in the morning, six or seven yeah. in the morning, you know. Yeah. And people used to sit at the door, and say, "Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you know, so, people tell you, wasn't nobody hard to do that because the tourists would be there, visit me there. Come there, got a whole silver that came in the door here." Right. So Blakey coming in, it's already, you know, it's Freddie Harvey coming in. Right. You know, it's Jesse Cheese, Kilpatrick coming in, it's <laughs> you know, Charles Benson coming in, whatever, right. you know, books, you know, all that, you know. So, so and people, they want to take pictures with us and stuff. Right. Like so now I'm not, now I'm, I'm digressing, Tommy Wells. So we used to work six sets, 10 to 4. Okay. That's one another reason why the cast of my generation is so strong, man. We, we back there, we came up to that era. Right. Six six nights, six sets, six nights. Ten, uh, forty on, twenty off. Okay. Yeah. So you so you started, and they put the clocks twenty minutes fast. So it was ten o'clock when you started, but club time was ten twenty. So you do ten twenty to eleven. Right. Eleven twenty to to, to twelve. Right? Gotcha. Yeah. Three twenty to four. So four o'clock, you know, it's really twenty minutes before they said tell everybody, you ain't gotta go home, but you gotta get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta you know, go to Wells. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody go to Wells, hey. So yeah. so when we had the band with uh, me and Melvin Sparks and, and uh, Dr. Lonnie Smith. Yeah. So we had a, 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 a fathead Newman was in the band with us for a while. And then uh we had a, a, a Buddy Terry was in the band too. Mm-hmm. For, he's he's saxophone player from New Jersey. So we go go to Wells hand about seven. Me and Lonnie Smith, we go play basketball till about nine thirty. <laughs> <laughs> after eating after eating waffles. <laughs> yeah, we go play basketball, man. Yeah. We the early twenties, man. Yeah. And then we go get some sleep. We meet up in the afternoon and rehearse. Mm-hmm. 
And go do it again? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so now, so, so back to 132nd Street, Todd Macy's, Wells, then Lil Fredo, Lana Block, Mr. B's down. And, um, Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, and then, um, So Count Basie's Club, the only reason I know that, or I know of that, is I have a record that's Wild Bill Davis. Wild Bill Davis. Yeah, you're all going to Live, say. exactly, at Count Basie's. I think it's got Johnny Hodges, because he played with Johnny Hodges. Can you Hodges. Want more oh, no, thank you. Count Basie's. So, he's got his name on the door, but did he ever, you ever see him around? Yes. He's really his club. Can you put a little juice on my rice? Sure. I don't like dry rice, man. I'm doing them more than good. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, Carl Basin to be there. You know, he worked a lot. Yeah. But when he was in town, he used to come by. What about Ellington? Did you ever see Ellington around? Didn't see him around like that. What about like, uh, I don't know, like what about like Miles? Did he live in New York? Yeah. One time. Back to, back to 132nd Street. This is 7th Avenue here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is 132nd Street. Con Basie's right here. Mm -hmm. Down the other end was Lennox Avenue, which now it's called Malcolm X. Mm -hmm. Club Baron was there. Club Baron used to have two, two bands every night. Mm -hmm. So, I was in there one night. Uh, um, for Charles Earlham. And um, Pepper Pat. But I came down off the stage. The big club, it was over, say. Mm -hmm. Had a balcony. Mm -hmm. And um, the bandstand was in, and, and they had a big overshaped bar and tables. Mm -hmm. But the band was right in the middle. So, Came down, it was clapping. It was clapping. Somebody grabbed my arm, tight grip. I looked. She said, his voice 15 times raspy to mine. Hey, man, you can play, man. You can really, then they let loose the head. You can really play, man. You can play. I looked, I said, oh, man, my baby. Wow, man. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, man, I was in my, I was in my 20s, man, you know? Yeah, yeah. Imagine how I felt. Had my, had my mouth tell me that, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, wow. she came out. I worked there. Um, what about, like, um, Al Foster? Yeah. You see, Al Foster all, all the time in New York. Yeah. One time I was working, Club Baron, 
I was Jim McGriff, we were at Officer Campbell Alley for the whole week. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I back up. Tom Basie, Wells, Mr. B, the, um, the Rennie on 138th Street, Nicholas um, Spip, um, I'm missing, I'm missing a club. I, I need to missing a club. Then um, there's another place, 155th Street, up there. Can't remember the name of it. The 138th Street was was um, the Rennie. Split. Then, across the other side over there with the Red Rooster, that's around 139, 138, 139. Come back down, was uh, Smalls. Smalls, the original Smalls Paradise? What was that? What was Smalls Paradise like? Uh, nice, nice stage. Mm -hmm. Now, um, and then what about the clubs downtown? I mean, obviously the Vanguard. Yeah, well, um, we're not finished with Harlem yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of Ken Curtis, he's always trying to get me in his band. So, so uh, sometimes if I had a night off, someone that Ken Curtis band, so I would go see him. Uh -huh. If I had it, you know, if I had a date, I'd bring a date with me sometimes. And he made me play, you know, come on, my play something. He said, but you need to join the band anyway. You ain't no work. Yeah, you rock jumping. You know, you funk jumping, he said. You know? Right, right. So, 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 uh, so you see, you'll be trying to play, play all this jazz. You know you're funk jumping. <laughs> he said, come on, in my band, I do like I did Burn Out Pretty. Like I Burn Out Pretty on these dates, man. I get you on these dates too, man, you know? But I never joined the band. Then one day I heard that, uh, one day I got heard that, that he got killed that night, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so, so we had, uh, come, come back down, I said, 138. 138, we had the Red Rooster, a small, Will Chamber, a small paradise, Will Chamber actually owned it. Hmm. And uh, then we had the Huckabuck, there's a 130, between 132nd, 133rd. 7th Avenue, diagonally across from Crown Basie. And uh, then um, that changed names, became uh, Billy's later on. But then the 60s was with Huckabout. And further down 7th Avenue, we had uh, uh, um, Sugar Ray's. It, it really owned by Sugar Ray Robinson. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they had jazz and, uh, and RB, and it's, it's, it's in the latest. Switched up this hat music, you know. Uh, Did you see him, hang, see him hanging around? Yeah, it's just a great. He'll be in there. Um, um, we had the Baby Grand, the uh, 125th, the 125th Baby Grand, the. Uh, um, Do you say the 125th Street Rhythm Band? No. On the, the bands we had on 125th Street. Oh, okay. The, they had a lot of clubs in 125th Street. Right. The Baby Grand. Um, oh, man. 
Tell me somebody needs to talk about What is the band that Charles Wright and the 120th, or the, what is that band? James Gadsden played drums? They had a song, hit single, it was a, uh, Express the Yourself. Oh, you yeah, on the band, yeah. Something rhythm? Anyway. Um, was James, you, was James Gadsden around? Was he living in New York? I don't know. Um, yeah, so what about, what about like Midtown? Were there clubs like, because you hear like the famous stories back in, back in the day, like the 52nd Street, yeah. all that stuff. Was that still happening back then or was that kind of over when you were there? Don't they have clubs, they have clubs in, in, in Midtown too. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, uh, our guys are going on 52nd Street. And, 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 and uh, hang out at Beach Ch- Beach State Charlie's. All the time, man. In the daytime, it's everybody, blue no cows, everybody. Hmm. And then moving down, to, what about clubs like, uh, what's that famous monk record? The Five Spot. Yeah, it's worth the Five Spot, to the Five Spot. What was, the, was that like a li- more of a listening room? Were the clubs in the village more like listening rooms? You, like more like what we think of a jazz club today? Yeah. Because like you weren't going to have Cool in the Gang at the five spot. No, no, no. No, no, no. Those were jazz clubs. Right. So it was so it was Basies. It was jazz spot. Right. Yeah. Um, the Club Burn. Jazz spot. Mm-hmm. Um, um, also in Harlem, they had um, 145th Street. And then it's the uh, Lennox Lanes. It was a bowling alley. And that bowling alley uh, had a lounge where they had jazz. Mm-hmm. Then then there was a um, jeans bar on the other corner. Um, then uh, I can't name other clubs. There's another club going on walking by 137th Street in Lenox. Mm-hmm. Then um, they also have, have mittens in Harlem, too. Mittens. Mittens, yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, I was working mittens the night that uh, Martin Luther King Jr. got, 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 uh, got killed. Yeah. Wow. I, was, I was working there that night. I was, and I was living in Harlem then. Yeah. Um, then, Brooklyn, they had places too, the Blue Cornet, other places in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And now the British, we had Slugs, Fire Spot, you know, Village, Village Gate, the top of the gate, the bottom of the gate, uh, 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 Blue Note, Vanguard, uh, what was it, Slugs, Alley's mm-hmm. Alley, you know, Rashid Ali, the drummer. Mm-hmm. That was his club? Yeah. I was out, yeah. What about, um, uh, what was I going to say? So what about a club like the Blue Note? Now, you know, it's on, it was it always on West 4th Street? Over there, right? Yeah, no, I know Blue Note only been that same spot. No, yeah, know. okay. Um, hmm. And then, were you, in, were you there in New York in the 80s? Mm-hmm. So, did you feel like the scene started? Was there a change when guys like, kind of like when Winton and Jeff Tane Watts and those guys came to town, or was it? I don't know. When the, were they like the first 
group of like people refer to them as like the young lions, like this, like this kind of like resurgence of yeah, yeah. straight ahead. Um, did you did you notice anything like that in the scene, or was it just always so much happening that it just kind of well, like? Those, those guys was referred to as the young lions. I think Wendy's Wendy's about fifty. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, little, little more than 50, I think. Right? Maybe a little bit, yeah. So, 25 years ago, I was 50. When it was, when it was about 20, mm-hmm. something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's when the scene was, was starting to change. I mean, a lot of guys, guys would go down to um, uh, Augie's, which is now. Uh, Augie, Augie became um, what Augie became? Smalls, and Smalls moved downtown. I'm supposed to be, later this year, supposed to be giving an event there, or appreciation, appreciation uh, luncheon thing for, uh, Thousand. Oh wow! Okay. It's gonna be ninety this year. Wow! I keep talking about it. Mm-hmm. Oh no! What the fuck? We got the blue note. Um, um. So what about the Vanguard? Was the Vanguard pretty much always has? Is it always done pretty much the same thing? It it still does today, which is like yeah, the money jazz and the money night jazz jam. Right. Big band. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That must have been amazing to live there in the 70s. I don't know. Just so much. But, but in the 70s, when things start changing. Yeah. The 50s were serious. How about like. In the 70s, when disco came out. Yeah. It was a tough time for some guy just. Yeah. Not for me, because I, I could tell you work. Right. But a lot of guys have problems. <coughs> a lot of people got put up labels. Mm-hmm. People going disco. Prior to that, it was an insult to having the Funkin' playing records. Yeah. Disco came out, they opened up clubs, tried to be put in the hit records. Yeah. So that. What about the bitter end? You know that club downtown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baker yeah. Street? That's more of an R&B club. Or, I was thinking that because that's where the Donny Hathaway live record mm-hmm. was recorded. Yeah. What about a guy like... You ever know the drummer like Rufus Speedy Jones? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, Rufus good. So we, we should hang out, get the Rufus. Rufus, uh... Actually, Rufus all the time. Nice guy. Mm-hmm. He had that big, that the high, uh, 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 double throat roll. Yeah. He bring that thing over his head, man. Yeah. You know who does that? Hurl, excuse me, Hurl and Riley plays that double throat roll like that. Yeah, but not like Rupert. <laughs> I remember seeing Hurl and Riley do yeah, it. Yeah, he can do it. And Rupert, that was his, <coughs> that was his signature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the way up. Yeah. Hurl and Riley can, Riley can play. And it's about Groove City. He's Groove City. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 
Definitely. Talking about playing the tambourine, too. Yeah. He's a great tambourine player. Yeah, you can play the tambourine. Um, he was a guy that I, I actually went to New Orleans last, I don't know, last year sometime, and I, I went and I called him up and went to his house and hung out with him. He gave me a lesson, and the lesson was great, man. He talked about, we just talked, he played some tempo, well, he had me play tempo, so he just sat there and he said, okay, play me like Cherokee, like this fast, so he kind of Right, so we play, I played that, and then he said, okay, play like, you know, four, medium tempo. So he kind of tested me on my tempos right away. And then he said, okay, to play Blue Monk at 40 and play the melody on the drum set. So he puts the metronome on like 40. And, you know, it, it, it was hard, it's hard to get that melody to sit perfect right at 40. And he said, okay, you sound really good, man, but listen to this. And he sat down and had the metronome at 40 and played it on the drums. It was like... <laughs> so in the pocket, man, it was insane. Uh, but it was it was a good lesson. You know, nice guy. And we played some tambourine, and he plays trumpet too. So I played drums, and he played trumpet. And then I played piano, he played trumpet. And I played piano, he played tambourine. It was it was nice, man. How's your piano chops? They used to be better, <clears throat> but they're good. So what is your approach when you're playing with an organ player versus like playing with a bass player? Okay, well, no one can truly multitask. It's impossible. So, if you were a bass player and a piano, or bass player and a good, good guitar, so you have two different indiv individuals that's doing um, something completely, completely different. Right. So the organ player, so if you if you with the uh, with the, with the, with the uh, uh, upright bass. And a piano, then you locking in on your cymbal on the right hand side of the body. You locking in with the bass. Mm -hmm. You grooving on the on the quarter notes. Yeah. Keep the groove. Keep the keep the groove. Keep you locking with the bass. And the quarter note is your meeting point. Right. Then the, the pianist is not playing quarter notes. Not, not, not playing right. quarter notes. You're not Freddie Greening on the piano. Mm -hmm. So so the piano players. Uh, Playing a, a, a syncopation. So now you get involved with that syncopation on the left left hand in the bass drum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so so now you got three micro entities in the rhythm macro section. <laughs> so 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 uh, so the three of them are not supposed to clash. Mm -hmm. Three rhythms become become um, one feel. Right. So now with with the organ. So the organist is um, they're playing uh, between the the, the the bass and the, and the, and the uh, right right hand one rhythm. So you have to lock into that rhythm, mm -hmm. and, and you know uh, we have um, uh, uh, on top of the beat. Mm -hmm. I, I'm right on the beat, mm -hmm. on top of the beat, or, 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 or behind the beat, but the tempo. And, and the meat of the feel of it, on top of it, pushing it behind, behind mm -hmm. it, that's not tempo, that's a feel. Right. You know, so um, so sometimes an organist might be playing uh, right on it with, 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 with the, with the uh, left hand on the bass, mm -hmm. and it could be behind on the right or on top of the right, mm -hmm. or sometimes you'd be doing the same thing with both. So, so some of them got a different, different feel, so you have to, have to listen to the organ player See where that particular field is coming from, but it's one rhythm right. coming from there, as opposed to piano bass. You got two different rhythms coming. Right. So organ players giving one, one, it's one, one rhythm. So, 
so we had to listen, listen, listen to that as one instrument. Right, right. So, what were some great organ player organists that you played with over the years? I had the opportunity to play with Johnny Johnny Hammond Smith, to, uh, 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 Jack McDuff. I worked a lot, a lot with uh, Charles Erlin and uh, um, uh, Charles Erlin, um, uh, Jerry McGriff, mm -hmm. uh, Lonnie, Dr. Lonnie Smith. Mm -hmm. um, um, uh, Paul Bryant, uh, Don Pullen. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know Don Pullen also played organ. Mm -hmm. Don Pullen. Uh, um, oh boy, uh, I got right on so many yeah, names, yeah. man. So, so, so many, so many, so many of these guys. Man. So, some of those great guys, like they all have a certain uh, feel yeah, to them. Do you? Yeah. yeah uh, uh, what's, what's the name? Um, uh, 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 Larry Young Jr. Actually had to. Mm -hmm. With him, mm -hmm. uh, and I did a lot of gigs with. Uh, uh, I do a lot of gigs with with, 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 with uh, Larry Young, Larry Young Jr. I play with him you know, mm -hmm. on occasion. Yeah, I did a lot of gigs with John Patton, Big John Patton. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot, lot of, lot, 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 so many of them, a lot of them. Yeah. And also, you you played with Maceo a little bit, right? That did one, oh. one gig, one gig. It was one gig. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Was that with through Rodney Jones? Yes. Okay. Me, Rodney Jones, um, uh, Maceo. Uh, Pee Wee Ellis. Matter of fact, me and Pee Wee Ellis, we used to do a lot of work together. I was with Leon Thomas. Okay. So, so uh, P, when I joined the band with Leon, mm -hmm. I worked with Leon 21 years. So I worked with my organ groups and piano groups during the same period of time. Mm -hmm. So Pee Wee Ellis was on, on, the, on the gig with... Uh, uh, Fred Wesley? Yeah, I doesn't get me Fred Wesley yeah. too, but not with, not with Leon Thomas. Okay. Okay. Not, not with Pee Wee at the same time. Right. But, uh, but Fred Wesley was on that gig. With, with Maceo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Pee Wee living in New York? Did he was? Yeah, he was in New York. Okay. And when you say Larry Young Jr., do you mean like when I think of Larry Young, I think of like the Unity album with like Elvin? Is that yeah. that's what you mean? Yes. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure if you meant his son. I was no, wanted no, to get no, that clear in my head. Okay, Larry Young Jr. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Larry Young. The Larry Young. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so there's, there's, so, there's so many, um, so many great organists that I had a chance to, uh, you know, to, to, to hit with throughout the years. Yeah. You know, and, uh, each one of each one is different. Yeah. So, so you can't. You know, that's why I ask people questions. I said, "What you like?" Yeah. What you like? You know, so. I like to do so and so, like, like, like that album you heard about Irene Reed? Mm -hmm. I said, I said, Irene, what you like? She said, What do you like behind you? She said, You know, Jesse, nobody in my whole career ever asked me that. She's been with the Con Basie band, all yeah. that stuff. What's called Oliver, the Road Stolen Moments. Oliver Nelson. Oliver Nelson? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, did a lot of stuff, all these different people. She said, Nobody ever asked me what I want. Hmm. So um, I said, on your blues, you like shovels? She said, she said everybody's shoveling on my blues. I hate shovels. <laughs> I said, you do? After said, all these years. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I said, so um, she said, oh, thank you for asking me. You know, so she, I never wanted to impose on anybody, even as right. a leader. So, so she liked, she liked the rim shot on four. Right. Or conga beat. So that's why that's why you notice on her, on her style. That's what I was doing. Right. I don't care about what musicians think. Right. And some musicians, musicians were saying, why are you doing that? And they don't have balance. Yeah. She didn't like brushes. She wanted the cymbal beat with a knock on two and on, on two and four. Mm -hmm. So I gave her that what she wanted. Yeah. And then then after her, when she said she said, I'm gonna uh, on, on, on the Richard Minnesota, do what you want. Yeah. So on her stuff, I gave her the knock on four, you know, and, and the cumbia beat. Mm -hmm. Then on then on them the, the solos, 
then I'm, I'm, I'm going and play. Right. Then I come out of the I go back to the cooler beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so I'm not, I don't, I don't worry about trying to press a musician. I say, why are you, you doing that? You be doing, doing all this stuff. I'm not here to please a musician. I'm here to be cooperative and, and, and try to compliment whoever the lead is. Whoever, yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. I asked the bass player a lot, I said, what you like? What do you mean? Yeah. I said, what do you mean? I said, what do you like on your solo? 